Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa barik wa sallim. Allahumma barik ala Muhammad wa ala ala Muhammad wa barik wa sallim. قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في محكم تنزيله بعد أن أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم فليعبدوا رب هذا البيت الذي أطعمهم من جوع وآمنهم من خوف وقال تعالى وضرب الله مثلا قرية كانت آمنة مطمئنة يأتيها رزقها رغدا من كل مكان فكفرت بأنعم الله فذاقها الله لباس الجوع والخوف بما كانوا يصنعون my dear respected brothers and sisters and elders and young students and friends in Islam, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed all of us with innumerable ni'am and countless blessings and favors. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَإِن تَعُدُّوا نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ لَا تُحْسُوهَا If you would like to count all of you put together, try to enumerate and count the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you will never be able to count the blessings of Allah. All of the human beings together in this world, along with all our computers and supercomputers, together we can never fully Enumerate and count the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, some scholars, they say that the word ni'mah has a plural ni'am. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this ayah, He did not say, وَإِن تَعُدُّوا نِعَمَ اللَّهِ If you try to count all the blessings of Allah, you will not be able to count them. Rather, He mentioned one blessing, وَإِن تَعُدُّوا نِعَمَةَ اللَّهِ Which is a singular word. Even one blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you will never be able to fully show gratitude for that. Because if you thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for one blessing, then the fact that He gave you the tawfiq and the guidance to thank Him for that blessing is also a, a blessing. Because you could have been ungrateful for that blessing, you could have attributed it to yourself, and you could not have attributed it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then you would have been guilty of being ungrateful for that blessing. That would have been kufranun ni'mah, and you would have ended up facing the potential punishment for that. So the fact that you recognize that blessing, attributed back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and said that this came from Allah without any right on my part, this itself is a blessing. So when you make shukra one ni'mah, the fact that you made shukra of that ni'mah, it deserves another shukr. The fact that you recognize that this blessing is from Allah require, is another blessing of Allah. And the fact that you recognize that shukr is a blessing of Allah is another blessing of Allah. And this is, is a continuous cycle without end. Till infinity, you can continue with this chain that every time you realize that the blessing is a blessing, then the realization of a blessing being a blessing is a blessing. So this is how, وَإِن تَعُدُّوا نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ If you want to thank Allah for even one blessing, fully, لا تحسوها You will never be able to do so. SubhanAllah. All that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from us is that we come to this realization no matter what condition we are in that all the blessing we are enjoying is from Him and Him alone and He has no partner and we attribute it back to Him. 
and our hearts should be filled with that gratitude, filled with that, with that sense of indebtedness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that we recognize that we are ajiz and incapable of fully fulfilling the right of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's all we can do as human beings, as finite human beings, as limited in our beings, limited in our attributes. Whereas Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is unlimited in His being, unlimited in His attributes. The only way we can come near to fulfilling the right of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is if we come to this conclusion mentally, go through the process and come to the realization that, O oh Allah, we are truly incapable of fulfilling your rights. This is the most we can do. And this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from us. Amongst all the blessings and favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he mentions in the Quran, two of the worldly blessings are such that without them we will be incapable of having any progress in our worldly life or being able to do anything for our hereafter. If we want to be successful in our worldly life or we want to be successful with respect to the hereafter, then it is not possible without these two blessings. And that is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala singles them out and counts these two in Surah Al-Quraysh. لِإِلَافِ Quraysh, إِلَافِهِمْ رِحْلَةَ الشِّتَاءِ وَالصَّيْفِ Allah reminds the Quraysh tribe of Mecca that it is through the mercy and blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the era of lawlessness and jahiliyyah when no one has safety and security on the highways and anyone could be plundered and attacked at any moment, any of the trade caravans could be hijacked. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted you safe, secure trade routes in the shita, in saif, in the summer and in the winter. The trade caravans from Makkah, which was the commercial capital of the Arabian Peninsula, they would travel north to Sham and to Syria and south to Yemen. So Allah ta'ala reminds them of this commercial activity that is taking place in the security of their caravans. And then he says, Therefore, you should worship, make ibadah, show your servitude to the Lord of this house. The Rabbah Hadha al-Bayt. This bayt is something which is a great sign of Allah, one of the sha'air of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it is very physical and visible and a part of the life in the community of the people of Makkah. It is the center of their city. They see it all the time, they make tawaf of it. It is something they can relate to, they can realize that the Lord of this house is none other than Allah. فَلْيَعْبُدُوا رَبَّ هَذَا الْبَيْتِ then what are those two blessings? He mentioned at the end. الَّذِي أَطْعَمَهُمْ مِّن He is the one who has given you food to eat and has not left you hungry. This is the first blessing. Food to eat. If a person does not have food to eat, he does not know where his next meal is going to come from, and he is worried about his starving wives and children, starving family members and parents, then trust me, my dear friends, then that person, he cannot focus in his ibadah. He cannot perform tahajjud salah. He is not in a position to give sadaqah or psalm. He is not in a position to acquire the knowledge of deen and learn the masail of deen, learn the tafsir of the Quran and fiqh of deen or aqidah. He has no time for that because he does not know he is hungry. He does not know where he's going to eat from, where his family is going to eat from. And this can become a test for one's faith itself. That is why Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said, كَادَ الْفَقْرُ أَنْ يَكُونَ كُفْرًا It is very possible and near that faqr and extreme poverty can lead towards kufr. 
poverty can lead towards kufr as well. And this is due to the weakness of our iman as an ummah, the missionaries and the non-profit organizations and these NGOs, non-governmental organizations throughout the Muslim world, they go and they fulfill the material needs of our weak Muslim brothers and sisters and children and old ones. And they purchase their iman. People sell their iman for dunya. That is why Rasulullah sought refuge and protection. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika. Oh Allah, I seek your protection from such faqar al-munsi and such ghina al-mutghi. Meaning, I seek your protection from such poverty al-munsi which will mean al-faqar al-munsi or mean al-ghina al-mutghi. I seek your protection from such poverty which will make me forget Allah. A person is in extreme need and want and starvation and debts upon him and medical expenses does not have a shelter for his family Al-Munsi then he may end up forgetting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from Nisiyan the one who forgets Allah Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu la takunu kalladheena nasullah don't be among those like those who forget Allah fa'ansahum anfusahum then he makes them forget about their own selves and their own destiny and their own hereafter they forget about it so we seek protection of Allah from such faqar Al-Munsi and وَمِنَ الْغِنَ الْمُدْغِي and we seek protection of Allah from such richness such abundance of wealth and means Al-Mudghi That makes a person become arrogant and cross the limits of transgression Tughiyan Tughiyan is when a person He crosses the limits and he commits all sorts of reckless activities Because he feels that he is the greatest and the strongest and the most mighty And he's full of power and strength Because of his wealth He becomes proud We seek protection from such wealth which will lead to that so this is the first blessing. أَطْعَمَهُمْ min جُوعَ He gave them food to eat so they are not hungry. And we have to look into our conditions in our lives. My dear friends, the doctors, they are telling us that how many of us are dying from overeating, obesity-related diseases, overindulgence in food. But very few of us, if any, are suffering from malnutrition, lack of food, lack of nutrients. And if that is because of our wrong choices, not because the nutrients are not available. Our, food, our fridges are overflowing with food. How much food we are throwing away from our events and our parties and our social events. We are throwing away the good food. We have over abundance of at'amahum min or food to eat. And the second blessing he mentions Allah, وَآمَنَهُمْ min khawf. And he gave them security from fear. He gave them security so that they are not afraid for their lives. Amanahum min khawf. So outside Arabia, outside Makkah al-Makarama, within Arabia, people were afraid for their lives. Because anyone could take anyone's life. It was survival of the fittest. This is the Jahiliya era. But in Makkah al-Makarama, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had granted even the Jahiliya Arabs such a sense of sanctity for that land, subhanAllah, that if a person met the one who killed his own father, he could not take out his sword. Because this was the haram. And taking the life of anyone in the haram was prohibited. And this was such a rule which was recognized by all the tribes. And upheld and honored by all the tribes. So he gave them security. My dear friends, if you look throughout the world, how many areas there are, hotspots, where terrorism is taking place, indiscriminate killing of civilians. A husband goes out to buy 
some vegetables from the market for his wife and he might become the next victim of, the, of a suicide attack of a bomb blast or barrel bombs coming from the sky and airplanes and helicopter gunships throwing bombs onto people this is happening happening too often so often that we have become desynthesized and it does not affect us any longer when we read these reports or see these scenes on the TV Alhamdulillah thumma alhamdulillah Allahumma aminna fi awtanina that Allah give us aman continue adim ni'mat al-amni alayna continue to give the blessings of aman for us we are enjoying so much stability, law and order in this land. We like to complain about what potential threats there might be and fears to our rights that we might have that they will be violated. But in comparison, we are far better than other places throughout the world. We have to make the dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continues these two blessings. Of food and our physical needs to be fulfilled and aman and safety. If we have aman and safety, then we can work for our deen, we can work for our dunya. If a person is afraid again, if he's going to survive or not, if he's, going, if he's running from place to place and the bombs are blasting around him and exploding around him, he does not know if he's going to survive the night, then how is he going to perform his fajr salah? How is he going to perform his ibadah? How is he going to acquire knowledge of deen? He cannot do anything. You need safety, you need security. These two blessings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in Surah Al-Quraysh, if you think about it a little bit and reflect on it, you'll find that they are a direct result of a dua that was made for Makkah. They are the acceptance of the dua of the founder of Makkah, Ibrahim salam. Ibrahim salam, centuries earlier, when there was nothing in Makkah to Makarama, when it was a wadin thara'in, a valley without a blade of grass, no habitation, no vegetation, no civilization, Nothing was there. Then he had made those du'as. And he is the father of our ummah. The grandfather of our ummah. He had made those sincere du'as and had raised his hands and made du'a to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he had asked for these two blessings among many other things. What are those du'as of Ibrahim alayhi salam? وَيَذْ قَالَ إِبْرَاهِيمُ رَبِّ جَعَلْ هَذَا الْبَلَدَ آمِنًا وَيَذْ قَالَ إِبْرَاهِيمُ رَبِّ جَعَلْ هَذَا بَلَدًا آمِنًا and remember when Ibrahim السلام, made dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Baqarah, O oh Allah, make the city a safe city. So this is the amanahum min khawf, safety. And then he also made dua, warzuq ahlahum min thamarat And provide the people who live here risk and provision, and even provision of fruits, which is something that is enjoyed after eating the meal. Not only will they have the meal, they will be granted fruits. So he made the dua for the risk and the provision. This is the dua of Ibrahim salam. What do we learn? Is that if Ibrahim salam is making dua for his children for safety and risk, this is not contrary to uh, righteousness or tawakkul on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That rather as a father and a mother, as parents, we have to have the concern for the worldly well-being of our children as well. That is our responsibility. He didn't limit his dua there by any means. He made a lot of duas for their Islam and their Iman and for a teacher for them. He made dua that, O oh Allah, أُبْعَثِيهِمْ رَسُولًا مِّنْهُمْ Send a teacher to my children. وَيُعَلِّمُهُمْ Who will teach them the meanings of the Qur'an. Who will, help, who will purify them, teach them wisdom. And his dua was accepted in the form of Rasulullah He made dua, رَبِّ جَعَلْنِي مُقِيمَ الصَّلَاةِ وَمِنْ ذُرِّيَّةِ O oh Allah, make me establish the salah and my children to establish the salah. 
Allah make me and my son Ismail true Muslims in our progeny true Muslims Allah protect me and my children from worshipping idols Allah make people love them as well make them establish salah and make the hearts of people inclined towards my children we made a lot of du'as so we understand we need to make du'as and have efforts for preserving the iman of our children, preserving the belief of our children, protecting their salah and their ibadat and their aqidah and also their dunya as we learn from this ayah. Why? Because the dunya is a means of earning our akhirah if your intention is correct. We do not need food and aman just so that we can party all life and enjoy blessings of the world and forget about the hereafter. That is not the objective. The objective of the food and, and the safety is so that we can truly fulfill the rights of Allah. That is the objective of our life, truly worship Allah. That actual objective of our life, I have not created human beings, nor have I created jinn, but for my worship. That ibadah itself requires aman and food. A person will not be able to properly make ibadah without aman and food. That is why Ibrahim is making dua for this for his children. In conclusion, we also have the other ayah wherein Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He mentions that these two blessings, let us not take them for granted. That once we are enjoying them, that means that they will remain forever. Rather Allah ta'ala says, وَضَرَبُ اللَّهُ مَثَلًا قَرِيَةً كَانَتْ آمِنَةً مُطْمَئِنَّةً Allah gives an example of a city, of a town, of a country. It was safe and secure. There was no wars taking place. There was law and order. Everyone was safe in their homes, their properties were safe. And number two is Ya'tiha Rizquha Rahadan min kulli makan. The same two blessings. And then the risk and provision was coming in from all sides. Whatever was grown domestically was grown domestically, and the lines of transportation and importing from outside were open. Because Ya'tiha means coming from outside, Rizquha, the risk and the provision. Rahadan freely min kulli makan from all sides. The provision was coming in. But what happened is, this did not remain. The fact that we have safety today doesn't mean we'll have safety tomorrow. The fact that we have food today doesn't mean necessarily we'll have food tomorrow. What did the people do? Instead of being grateful to Allah, فَكَفَرَتْ Allah, They were ungrateful for these blessings. They took them for granted. And Allah says, فَأَذَاقَهُمْ اللَّهُ لِبَاسُ الْجُوعِ وَالْخَوْفِ Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made them taste what is fear and made them taste. He used the word taste, adhoq. Allah made them taste Meaning he didn't overwhelm them with too much When you taste the food Then you just take a bite or two right? That is tasting You don't eat the whole pot and burp and say I was just tasting So Allah Ta'ala gave a few A little bit taste What is hunger going to feel like And what is true fear like When you're afraid for your life For your very life For your survival Of your life and your beloved ones بِمَا كَانُوا يَصْنَعُونَ As a result of their actions. So this is the wake-up call for us. Number one, we are enjoying food and we are enjoying safety. Number two, let us realize that these blessings come from Allah. And number three, let us realize that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can take these blessings away at any time. And give it to someone else who deserves more than us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that, إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُغَيِّرُ مَا بِقَوْمٍ حَتَّى يُغَيِّرُ مَا بِأَنفُسِهِمْ The good conditions that people are enjoying 
And normally this ayah is translated the other way. But the, that's the converse meaning. The actual meaning of the ayah is, إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُغَيْرُ مَا بِقَوْمٍ مِنْ نِعَامٍ وَأَحْوَالٍ The beautiful blessings and the good conditions that people are enjoying, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will continue that as default and will allow that to remain, those blessings to remain. حَتَّى يُغَيْرُ مَا بِأَنفُسِهِمْ Until they themselves change their behavior and are ungrateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You are, mashallah, well-read and, and are listening to talks. You might have heard this ayah translated the other way. That the bad conditions that you are suffering from, Allah will not change that. Until you bring a change in yourself and work to improve it, then Allah will change your bad conditions and make it good. That is true as well. That is not wrong meaning. That's the mafum mukhalaf, the opposite meaning. But the actual meaning of the ayah is the good conditions that you have will not be changed. Until you, bring, until you change your behavior yourself and you show ungratefulness to Allah, kufranun ni'am, ungratefulness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say that this person is not deserving of my blessing and will take it away. One simple way, take home message, as we finish the talk, now it's time for khutbah, is there, is that if we can make a practice, one simple prescription taught to us by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, is that every morning and every evening, if you recite this one dua with conviction and belief and concentration on its meaning, then there is such a great, great fadilah and virtue that Rasulullah has given us such a great virtue. He said that person who recites this dua with belief and understanding and contemplation on its meanings will have fulfilled the right of shukr to, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all the blessings. And if you thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all the blessings, then this is the greatest form of insurance and protection for those blessings. If you thank Allah ta'ala for the blessing, He will increase them further and, and continue to bestow upon us. So you'll say that this is such a great reward for such a short dua. Such a great reward for such a short dua. A person will have fulfilled the obligation of showing gratefulness and shukr to Allah for all the blessings. He is enjoying from head to toe, from morning till night, from night till morning, from birth till death. All the blessings. How can it be so? Just reciting one dua. That is the whole matter, my dear friends. Is that it is so simple, but very few will be able to do it. If I share it with you now, and then we have an honest survey next Juma, I'll say, who recited this dua every morning, every evening for this whole week? One seven days, not seven years or seventy years of life. One seven days. It will be very difficult. But do not be scared, we will have no survey next time. But this is the reality. That we will not be able to do it, most of us. But we have to ask Allah, I don't want to overwhelm you and, and make you feel bad. But reality is that this should encourage us that no, I want to be among the few. Allah says, قَلِيلٌ مِّنْ عِبَادِيَ shakur. Very few of my servants are truly grateful to me. Let us be among those few. If everyone amongst us becomes among the shakirin, we are still few. There is room for all of us. Because the majority of the masses are still outside, are not here. Majority of the people are not here. The ayah, if the entire 100% of the population here in the masjid becomes among the shukur, don't worry, this will not go against the ayah. Ayah will still remain true, sadaqallah, because the majority of people are outside the masjid. So there is enough room for all of us. Such a short dua. The dua is, Allahumma, ma asbaha bi min ni'matin. Oh Allah, in today, in this morning, every single blessing that I am enjoying, you start with yourself. Ma asbaha bi min ni'matin. 
O Allah, in this morning, every single blessing that I am enjoying. O bi ahadin min khalqika, or any one of your creation throughout the world. So you're including all the blessings. Whether they are humans or non-humans, animals, any creation. Any blessing that I am enjoying, O bi ahadin min khalqika, or any one of your creation throughout the world. That we see, we do not see, that we know, do we not know. All the creation, any blessing they are enjoying. Faminka. It comes from you. The dua could have ended here. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala likes that we put emphasis and single him out and praise him. So he goes, Faminka from you. It's the end of the meaning. But after the thing, after this, everything is just additional taqeed, emphasis. Wahdaka. Alone. You alone. You already added one emphasis. Then again, La sharika lak. And you have no partner. So it's three words. Faminka, it's from you. Wahdaka, you alone. And then, La sharika lak. When you say wahdaka, it means you alone. That means there's no partner already. It's included. But again, you say it. Faminka, from you. Wahdaka, you alone. La sharika lak. And you have no partner. Every blessing I'm enjoying, every blessing any of your creation is enjoying anywhere in the world is from you, you alone, and you have no partner. فَلَكَ الْحَمْدُ وَلَكَ الشُّكُرُ That's it. It's not the whole Surah Yasin. Or too long. That's it. The end of the dua is here. فَلَكَ الْحَمْدُ And over here is تَقْدِيمَ حَقُّهُ التَّخِيرُ يُفِيدُ الْحَسَرُ Meaning, لَكَ comes first. So it means only for you is all praise. Only for you is all praise and only for you is all thanks. فَلَكَ الْحَمْدُ It could have been الْحَمْدُ لَك That means all praise is for you but praise maybe for someone else too. But if you reverse it, you say, فَلَكَ الْحَمْدُ تَقْدِيمُ مَا حَقُّهُ تَخِيرُ يُفِيدُ الْحَسَرُ Gives meaning of exclusivity. So, فَلَكَ الْحَمْدُ For you alone is all praise. وَلَكَ الشُّكُرُ For you alone is all thanks. This is the dua in the morning. In the evening, it's the same dua. Instead of أَصْبَحَ You change it to أَمْسَى اللَّهُمَّ مَا أَمْسَى بِي مِن نِعْمَةٍ O Allah, in this evening, every blessing that I am enjoying, O bi ahadam min khalqik, or any one of your creation is enjoying, La sharika lak, you have no partner. Falak alhamdu walak shukr. To you belongs all praise, to you alone belongs all thanks. If you do this, then we will be protected from the adab of Allah. And we will be. How do I say protected from adab of Allah? Allah says, Ma yafa'ulullahu bi adabikum in shakartu wa amantu. What will Allah do by giving you adab? Why would I ever give you adab if you are my grateful servant? He asked the question. It's a question. Ma is istifam, question, interrogation. Ma yafa'alullahu bi'adabikum. Why would I ever give you adab? Why in the world would I give you adab? In shakartum wa amantum. Wa kana Allah shakiran alima. If you are grateful to me, if you recognize my blessings, then I will never give you adab, O oh my slave. I, I shakur, he is the one who accepts our ibadah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us among the shakirin. And Allah was to give, grant us the tawfiq to make this dua, inshaAllah. Wa akhudawa wa alhamdulillah.